We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to Woo! No Other Pause. I'm Jimmy, along with my co-host Dan. Dan, we got a great episode this week, so I'm excited. Yeah. Dude, we got a great episode. Last week we gave you Eric Dick. This week, man, this week we're giving you the 2017 Goalkeeper of the Year. Woo! What is that about? We just Woo! love you guys. We just we're love go- you so much. We got Rick Flair over here. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We, we are a goalkeeper pod. Uh, uh, next week, we got uh, uh, Richard Sanchez coming. <laughs> not true. <laughs> who not who true. knows what's happening next week? But I don't know. But this is crazy. This is crazy. I don't know where the conversation is going to go. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Uh, we're probably best friends already. Um, that's just <laughs> how it goes with guests. Yeah. Hey, you remember I made him aware Tim Millie, by the way, you guys were wondering who the 2017 goalkeeper of the year is. You Stephen Fry is joining us on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that would be lame. Do you remember when I made him aware of the podcast, when I went and met him yep. at uh, Scooter's Coffee? Yep. And he was like, what's the podcast? And then he followed us on Twitter. Yep. I was like, I did that. Yeah, that, that was me. pretty soon after we started. Yeah. So if he listened, he probably was like, yikes, because I've gone back and listened to some of our early stuff. And I'm, let me tell you, we have gotten better. He listened and he was like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we're going to have a bunch of people going back and listening to old podcasts. And they're going to be like, wow, you guys were terrible. Scrub them. <laughs> Scrub them clean. <laughs> Scrub we, the database. We, we don't have the first four episodes up. Those are, uh, that's my, I, I will call them lost media. Yep. I so. think those are ones. Maybe I went to the bathroom during a pod <laughs> or maybe I was eating dinner during a pod. Those are in the, those are the lost files. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day they will be unearthed, but oh my um, God. yeah. So we got a few things to talk about before we get to Tim, but we're excited about that. But added time outfitters, we got more people buying go. stuff. So I saw that. How cool is that, man? Yeah. I got, I got my Wizards one on today. Very there cool. There you go. So it's uh, addedtimeoutfitters.com. Is that correct? That's and, it. Uh, That's the pr- one. Promo code NOOTHERPOD. All one word. No spaces. Get, uh, get 10% off. So yeah. Get you some. Get cool. you a band. Maybe if enough of you do that, maybe they'll make us a No Other Pod band. Oh, uh, that'd be kind of cool. Well, I know some of y'all have been asking for merch. 
So. That would be ridiculous if like a hundred <laughs> of you bought them or something and they're like, hey, we'll yeah. make you, we'll get you your, you know what? We'll bring them on the pod. We'll bring them on. We're we'll just having them. guests right and left. We got to pitch it so that instead of like marking the goals in like key games, they got to mark like the coups rants during specific episodes yeah. oh of podcasts. Oh my God. <laughs> I just want to say, what would it take? How many, how many orders from our listeners using the coupon code would it take yeah. for you to manufacture? I put air quotes, by the way. Yeah. If to manufacture no other pod band, yeah. that'd be nuts. At I this wear- point in the podcast is when Dan yelled at Bobby Warshaw to shut up, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> just different key points. <laughs> these are uh, the these are all best friends of his, uh, the guests <laughs> that they had, the guests that have come on. Oh man, yeah, can't check wait. it out. Can't Added wait. Time Getting Outfitters. excited. Outfitters.com, promo code no other pod. Um, get that Wizards one. Maybe you're a Liverpool fan. Grab the Liverpool yeah, band. They, I'm sorry if you are. There, Nobody man. wants to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah, they don't can't have even, Everton. Can't even beat Badger, Everton. Shit, did Everton beat him? No, we drew 0-0. It was a terribly oh. boring game. But <laughs> yeah, let's not get too excited. <laughs> Everton hasn't beat Liverpool in like 19 straight like regular league matches. So, pretty sad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's huh. been a minute. So All right. But, you know, hey, it's okay. Um, at least Liverpool didn't win the league at Goodison Park on Sunday. So that's all oh, I was good. That's all I wanted. So there we held go. it off. Um, let's talk about some things before we welcome Tim on the pod. Let's talk about some things that are happening in and around MLS. Um, one of the most important things that I kind of want to lead off with, uh, we just uh, a few days ago, Juneteenth um, was uh, – a day that many people didn't really know about because the education yep. system has largely failed us in America. Um, it, it was always that thing on the calendar where you were like, well, that's a fun word. What does that mean? Right. And so for those of you who may not have been aware, if you, if you haven't heard over the past few days, Juneteenth is June 19th and it commemorates the news of the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation uh, reaching uh, the last remaining slaves in the state of Texas. And it was like two years after the Civil War ended. It took far too long. Um, but it, it, it is a day that, that sort of commemorates that news. Uh, and so one Pretty cool, cool th- yeah, one cool thing, you know, of, of course, with all of the, the racial injustice going on in the world, um, athletes have been, they've always spoken out, but they're starting to feel more empowered to speak out and people are listening, which is good. So a group of MLS players launched um, the Black Players Coalition of MLS. Um, and I'm, you know, so far their announcement says, uh, you know, more than 70 players have come together. Um, board members include Ray Gaddis, CJ Sapong, Quincy Ameriqua, Kendall Waston, Jeremy Abobase, Sean Johnson, Bill Hamid, uh, Earl Edwards Jr., Jaleel Anibaba, Kai Kamara, um, and former SKC player Ike Opara. Um, Justin Morrow will serve as the executive director. So I'm not going to read their whole announcement but it's worth going on Twitter and reading their whole announcement. And it's worth going on and following the black players coalition of MLS Mm -hmm. and the league is going to be working with the black players coalition of MLS to try to continue to bring these issues of racial injustice to the forefront and and work on solutions. So this, this, this Juneteenth, it could be uh, essentially become a, you know, federal holiday. Uh, My work let me off three hours early on Friday. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, uh, you know, back in the day, I would have been like, oh, cool, three hours, I'll take it. But, you know, it was neat that it was, uh, it was, it was for a reason. And I'm like, it sounds like 
even if like the government won't acknowledge it in the future that certain businesses most likely will you know yeah and and one thing i saw um from a social activist on instagram that i I thought was was a good point is they were saying you know if you are fortunate enough to work for a place that gives you juneteenth off um try to take some time like you don't have to spend all day doing this but try to take some time and just think about one what the the day means and maybe use some of that time to like educate yourself or, or, or learn a little bit more about how you can be a better ally and, and help further the cause of, of fighting for equality. Cause you know, it, it's, it's super easy, you know, especially for us as, as white people to sort of be like, Oh sweet, we get another day off. I'm going to spend all day playing animal crossing or well, something. Hold on before you try to make, <laughs> before you try to make me feel bad, we did have an hour long webinar celebrating Juneteenth. And I, I yeah. chimed in a lady saying like, uh, Juneteenth national anthem. I was like, what the heck? Musical didn't performances? Know, didn't this know that was crazy a thing. cool. Yeah. I'm not even sure what it was, but I was like, all right. Yeah. And, and, entertainment. and to be clear, I'm not speaking about you or what you did or didn't do. I don't know. You might've spent all day learning. <laughs> I, I just, I thought it was a good reminder for like, you know, we get Memorial day off and we all go like have barbecues and swim in a pool and have a grand old time. I'm not saying spend all of, if you do get June 19th off, I'm not saying spend all day of it. Like, wallowing in in white guilt because i don't think that's useful either but i do think you know it's worth being like i got some extra time off like maybe i'm gonna read part of a book or maybe i'm gonna watch a documentary i wouldn't have had time to watch or listen to a podcast just to because it's not gonna get better until we learn about experiences that aren't our own so there you go that's my little soapbox (laughs) but um it was kind of cool because i'm sure many of you saw um this wasn't just a thing that happened at sporting kc it was something that teams around the league were doing but sporting kc players all got together um they all put up an instagram post and a statement talking about how they stand against all forms of racism and injustice and acts of hatred and and talking about the importance of juneteenth and and stating that black lives matter and then they had the picture of them all um wearing a a june 19th juneteenth t-shirt and it had the names of victims who were murdered at the hands of police officers for doing um just regular things black people who were killed on their shirts and they all got together and, and held signs and, and sort of tried to make a statement. And I just thought it was cool. So Very cool. Um, I'm sure, you know, there are people who are mad about it, but they can shut it. Yeah. So are people mad? Like if you read stuff about it, people are upset oh, yeah. about that. Stick to sports, keep politics out of sports, you know, what freaking NASCAR is trying to just not let people have Confederate flags anymore. And then their one black driver has a noose hung up in his yeah. garage by somebody if who had to either say, be a NASCAR employee or a track employee. So when people say stick to sports, like I want these athletes to go talk to people commenting on sports right, right. and be like, Oh, stick to auto repair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, stick to your day job, <laughs> idiots. Right. <laughs> what the stick hell? to I dentistry. Had, yeah. I never had anyone tell me uh, stick to loans. Right. Stick. I don't get it. It's so stupid. Why why should you have to stick to sports? That's like right up there with that shut up and dribble nonsense. They're people. They're allowed to voice their opinions. They should. They do whatever the hell we want. Isn't that land of the free? I mean, you're the first ones to speak up about your rights, and then you want to tell people to stop speaking about their rights. I don't get it. Right. But anyway, so check that out. Definitely worth uh, taking a look at. (laughs) <laughs> but we get let's let's shift gears a little bit before we get to tim um let's talk a little bit more about this mls back uh, mls is back tournament um 
Matt Beasley was on uh, Sports Radio 810 Border Patrol and, and had some things that he said. Uh, one of the things that I thought was an interesting quote and SportingKC.com talked about this is uh, Matt said, Peter finds ways to spin certain things in our favor. When we get down to Orlando, there's going to be times where it's going to be really hot and we're going to be looking around. Deep down, we're going to know ourselves that we're the only team that's training in the hottest part of the day. That's going to help us. Whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's an advantage. Peter's all about trying to find advantages for us. So Yeah, bro. I think it's kind of cool. I think Tim will tell us a little more about that too because I think they've been training in like the heat of the day. I yeah. mean, when it reaches its peak. Um, shit, he might be getting on right after training today. Could be. And we're going to ask him about, you know, what training's been like and, and what it's sort of like getting ready for this tournament because it's unlike anything they've ever done. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Um, but a couple notes about the tournament. Um, on MLSsoccer.com, Greg Seltzer put up a list of 10 breakout players, 10 potential breakout players to watch in MLS's back tournament. And uh, one Gianluca Buzio is listed as one of the potential breakout players. Uh, he's, you know, talks about how Buzio's, you know, had a gradual building breakout for a couple of years and specifically calls out that uh, Peter Vermees is going to have to find some ways to replace Felipe Gutierrez. And so, hey, keep an eye on uh, the young Gianluca Buzio to maybe step into that role. That's cool, man. And I mean, there was like a post last week about Weeby saying how we were, you know, dark horses in this. And it's like, uh, have you met us, the Supporter Shield leaders right now? Uh, dark, <laughs> dark horses aren't at the top, okay? Right. right. That's not how that works. No. I, I mean, That's on one right. hand, I guess, like, I have to kind of remove myself from, like, how we view the team versus how nationally people view the team. Because, like, I found myself sure. going into this year being like, I don't think we're going to win the West, but I think we have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. And if things – fall how they fall like we can make a run and there were people commenting on Weeby's posts though not even Kansas City people like I saw someone from Portland and Texas they were all like really SKC dark horse right absolutely not yeah well I just (laughs) I think a big deal I think some people so that's that's cool because there's some people also that I think that I talk to where they're like they just look at last year and they're like SK finished second SKC finished second to last in the west like you know, they're, they're not going to get back to where they were. They're not that good. Like, no, uh, and, and I just, shouldn't look at last year. Did they look at the prior year when Colorado Rapids finished up top? Right. And then they were trash. <laughs> and what I try to explain to people is like, if you look at, like, I literally was having an argument with somebody where I was like, let's look at clubs since like 2012 or whatnot. And they were like listing the eight most successful clubs or something like that. And they didn't want to put SKC in there. And I was like, you're out of your mind. If you don't think SKC is one of, at minimum, the eight most successful clubs since 2012. I'd argue that they're probably top five. When you think about the number of trophies they've won, we know from Sporting Game Night that there's only one team that's won more trophies than Sporting KC in the last eight years. And it's only because Toronto won all those freaking Canadian championships. Uh, The playoff run, Open Cups, MLS Cup, it's just they're objectively a successful team. They had one off year, but if you look at the body of work, SKC's a very successful, good club. Whatever, so. man. We'll take it. You want to be a dark horse? Whatever. I'd rather be, be underestimated. Color. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'd rather be underestimated, but hey, you know, we'll take it. I, I want to take this tournament. I know I didn't put a lot of stock into it before, but I want to take it because who knows if we're even going to get a full Major League Soccer season. 
Like, yeah. We don't even know if that's happening. Yes, they plan to, but a lot of people plan on things, okay? People right. plan on going to Florida beaches and uh, Florida's nuts right now. Yeah. So it's like, we just don't know. I'm don't still, this tournament. yeah, I mean, the thing that MLS has an advantage over like the NBA is MLS is starting this tournament in what, like two and a half weeks? NBA, NBA is not even going to start their season. I don't think they've officially announced anything actually, but like they wouldn't be able to start their season until like July 31st. And by that point, half of Florida might have coronavirus. Like <laughs> you don't know. Um, it's just, I don't know. So at least I know there are some MLS employees that are already at Disney world right now. Um, so wow. they're getting ready. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. If you're listening to this right now and you're like walking through the grocery store, put your mask on. I know it's probably hanging <laughs> on your wrist right now. Like a lot of these fools. Now, if you're wearing a mask, thank you. But yeah. like, if you're out and about, like put it on, why the hell not? Yeah, it should. And, and I read something that said, like, if I still got to take my shoes off at the airport because of a failed terrorist attempt in 2001, you right. can wear your freaking mask to the grocery store because thousands of people have died. That's the other thing. I mean, I'm going to go off on another rant, but like all these people are like, anybody who thinks that the masks are removing their freedoms were also like the first people to support the damn Patriot Act after 2001, which was problematic in a lot of ways. So like, sure. if you're good with like, literal like digital spying on people for no reason but you can't wear a mask because you think that's a bridge too far like come on now yeah people so. used to hate to give me two forms of id at the bank because that wasn't always required until like after 9 11 yeah and uh why do you need two forms of id and i i would just say patriot act bitch <laughs> got, got an patriot act what that's what how i want? would say it yeah. <laughs> um, like when you when you quote an act like they can't come back at you. It's like, no, right. it's what it is. Take it's it up with the government. Um, <laughs> I want to touch on one more thing before we welcome in Tim. Uh, Winston Sweat. Reed. Winston Reed's coming back to uh, resume yes, his is. loan with Sporting KC. Um, he that just broke recently, didn't it? Just uh, on uh, June 19th, coincidentally. Yeah, Friday. Uh, he's been in England because he's a West Ham player. Um, he's been in England, so I would assume, you know, he – is obviously, if not the only, but one of the only players who hasn't been able to train with Sporting KC because he just hasn't been in the country. So he's coming back. And uh, the report from Tom Bogert on MLSsoccer.com says that um, he should be available for the MLS's back tournament, which is kind of a big deal because it's going to be hot and it's going to be a jam-packed schedule and they're going to need to have some rotation. So Pretty cool, man. We haven't seen any of him yet, so it'll be, it'll be cool if we see him on the field. Yeah. And so, you know, he's, uh, he's going to resume the loan for the remainder of the year. Um, and then SKC has the option to purchase Winston Reed. I, I think that was public knowledge before, but it was a good reminder that yeah. if, if things go well, we can just acquire him. Right. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see him maybe make an appearance or two in, in Orlando. Yeah, for sure. And I think maybe um, having five subs as opposed to three, potentially increases the chance of getting a little bit more rotation along that back line and not just replacing people in the midfield and uh, at forward. So if, uh, you know, Beasler or Poonchech or, or Barat, somebody's getting a little tired running around in the heat back there, maybe we see a Winston Reed come in for 20, 30 minutes. Could be fun. Yeah, we got depth. No question about that. That is the word of the year. Well, COVID's the word of the year, but depth is the second word. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> apocalypse is the word of yeah. the year, it feels like. 
That's right. Um, and it's only not even half over. Um, who knows what the last half of 2020 will be like. Hopefully it's right. not worse, but we'll see. We're in the days where I feel like I will forget my own birthday. I'll be like, oh no. Yeah. That was two days ago. <laughs> right. I mean, think of how long ago it feels like the Australian wildfires. Those were in 2020. Yeah, feels like that, that was I don't... 84 years ago. Yeah. And then Kobe happened and then it all went. I saw you're a musical theater guy. So you might think this is funny. I saw kind of a, a funny graph um, and it was like, it started in like October of 2019 till now. And it was like going along and it was like normal, normal, normal. And then in December, it was like Cats, the movie was released and then everything went to shit. (laughs) I have not not seen Cats, but if you think I don't want to get stoned and watch that shit show, I really do. (laughs) So, and you think about it, it's like, yeah, Cats came out in December and then China got the coronavirus and then everything went to hell. So thank you, Cats. Well, hey, (laughs) <laughs> brighter musicals are on the horizon because hamilton's coming to disney plus i'm excited i just hope they don't censor it because you haven't they... seen it have you oh i've seen it oh you have i saw it when i came to kansas city oh yeah. that's right because you, you thought about seeing it in chicago but you didn't I did but i didn't no we yeah. we saw it in chicago and i sat right behind my wife because we couldn't get two tickets together <laughs> so I was, I was like massaging her shoulders and shit do what you gotta do <laughs> people are looking yeah. at me all weird do what you gotta do it was intermission she like turns around so how are you liking it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a great show Um, yeah i'm excited to watch the original cast on disney plus hopefully not since oh yeah um anyway let's uh we're gonna take a break here get pumped people we're welcoming in former dance trying to cool himself off he's getting a little warm fanning my sweat uh welcome in uh former goalkeeper of the year tim melia so join us after the break for that interview and best friend. All right, guys, welcome back. We are here with uh, former MLS goalkeeper of the year, Tim Melia. Tim, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, so appreciate you coming on. Of course, happy to do it. Uh, so, uh, just want to start off. I know you just uh, talked about some of this stuff with, with Nate Bucati, but, um, how is your, your quarantine going? I know with, uh, some small children, that's probably, uh, an interesting, wild, uh, crazy time. Uh, it's interesting experience, a growing experience, frustrating at times, challenging. Um, ultimately we, no one was sick, you know, we didn't lose our salaries and things like that. So, I mean, we have to look at it from the positives and, a lot of time we got to spend with the family at home, you know, which isn't a normal thing, which was, I'm sure we're going to look back when everything's all said and done and, and miss that time. So ultimately I think it was, you know, a learning experience, a growing experience. I hope that we're, hope we're getting ready to come out of it. It doesn't seem to be as recent news, but hopefully we can kind of turn this, turn the corner as a society and get past this. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, you hear about, uh, a lot of a lot of moms and dads at home and how they're pretty much losing their minds because they're watching the same movie over and over or something or they can sing all the words to moana or whatever uh is there any any movie that you've had to watch a million times frozen 2 was very popular so like right when (laughs) all the COVID happened uh disney plus did like an early release of frozen 2 i think a lot of parents appreciated that yeah um outside of that just just a lot of 
just a lot of kid time, you know, which is which has its ups and downs. But I, like I said, I think it, when we look back on it and hopefully we're past it and everything's back to normal, we'll miss it. And I appreciate the time we got to spend with all the little ones. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, so obviously you guys weren't able to go into the facilities and, and train for a good portion of the stay at home order. Uh, you slowly moved back into that, but what was that like trying to, to stay in shape? You know, you had just started the season, you were kind of working away into full fitness and then everything ends. So, so how did you sort of try to stay in as much of a fitness shape as you could? Yeah. So for the first week, I probably didn't do much. Um, you know, you're kind of just like, okay, you don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe this is going to be a week, two weeks, you know, maybe this is a downtime you could use to get yourself ready. But then as it became a, okay, this is going to be an extended period of time. This is going to be a few months. Uh, sporting did a phenomenal job of setting up programs, getting out equipment to all the players, um, and just doing everything they could to make a, a bad situation the best it could. I mean, I was doing all my training in my garage. So I'd pull my cars out and then I would like <laughs> set up hurdles and speed ladders. Um, a facility that I train at in the off season called a greater you. Um, the owner did me a huge solid and lent me a curve treadmill. I don't know if you guys know what those are, oh, those mm -hmm. big self-propelled treadmills. Uh, that was huge for me because, you know, I didn't have a ton of time to go. I didn't have two, three hours to go get out on the field. You know, when they went down for their naps, I was doing my trying to squeeze my training in hour and a half in the garage so that was huge for me because I was able to do all my running all my sprinting yeah. on probably a, a less uh less impactful surface as well so you know we made the best of the situation that we could um but it was it was interesting you know when you're just sitting there training and you know you spend the whole off season preparing your body for the season and the build up and then to start the season off the way we did it, it was just kind of an awkward situation but we got to try to make the best of it I did. Now, did you have uh, any equipment at all, or, did, or was everything given to you? Did you own anything already? The only thing I owned was a uh, a bike, but it was like picture, like you know, those bikes you see in the gym, people like sitting on them, reading Lifetime magazine. I had one of those <laughs> bikes, and I would just kind of use it at night to get a little sweat and stretch, just as like uh, get my fluids going and all that. So uh, the club dropped off like a real uh, Kaiser bike. Um, the greater you owner dropped off the treadmill, um, sporting dropped off like bands and speed ladders and dumbbells and things like that to try to just keep yourself in the best possible shape. And then they had, uh, daily zoom workouts, um, yoga sessions set up weekly. You know, it, it was impressive what sporting did. They just kind of adapted to the situation like they always do and try to make the best of it. Do you know, I, I don't know how often you guys are in, in contact with, with players from, from other clubs or whatnot, but do you know how, what Sporting did compared to what, what some of the other clubs were doing? Because it seems like Sporting did a fantastic job. Yeah, they did. Um, we actually had a database of what each club did from the union side. And yeah. I think all, all the clubs in the MLS did the best they could. Um, there, you know, there's just different types of owners, different types of expense accounts and things like that. And I think just everyone did the best they could within the circumstances. I think a majority of the teams got um, some form of equipment the best they could. I mean, they probably don't have access to a facility like ours, and there's just a surplus of equipment at that facility. So, But I think all in all, the MLS did a really good job collectively of trying to keep everyone engaged. Uh, they were sending out, like, mental health things. They were trying to keep in contact with all, trying to hit all the boxes, you know, to make it 
make a situation where we all come out a little better from on the opposite side. Very cool. cool. I, I imagine it's uh, I imagine you're thrilled to be back in training right now. Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, to, to be able to go back into full team training, the initial training was a little awkward. You know, you're out on a yeah. field by yourself, you're running around, especially as a goalie. I don't want to run. I don't ever want to run anywhere. <laughs> so I'm out Those on little six field, yard you know. sprints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was not fun. Um, but even that, you know, it's just like anything we do, it, it's such a routine. And when your routine's kind of taken away from you, you're like, what's going on here? So to now be back into full training and have like the banter, the the lot not the locker rooms we're not really in locker rooms fully yet but just to be, be around the guys and all that type of stuff has been it's been really good and happy to be back sure someone other than wife and kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> um how often were you in contact with with someone like peter or, or with the other teammates i mean you said zoom calls but yeah um i spoke to peter probably once a week he would try to make an effort to you know make his rounds with the team and then we were doing we started out with individual phone calls and I think he just was like, this is too much. Uh, <laughs> then we started doing just like team zoom calls, just kind of checking in, giving updates, but you know how those updates were for everyone. They're like, Oh, we're going to be okay next week. Oh, we're, we're shut down for six months. Oh, we're right. so <laughs> we, we slowed down the updates. We just trying to focus on, Hey, listen, we need to stay in as best possible shape as we can. We understand that your training regimes are all broken up, but you got to just be a pro and do the best you can. And, when we do start, make sure we're ready. For sure. See, it seems like we're shifting more towards a, a positive outcome coming at us with the MLS's back tournament. Great name for it. I know we all know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what's your overall thoughts with it? I mean, are you, are you excited? I know you are a huge, uh, you're the union rep for the team, right? Yeah. Um, what, where do you, where, what are you thinking? I mean, are you excited to get back there playing competitive games and all that? We all wanted to be out on the field playing. Um, were we all excited about the setup? No. Do we want to be away from our families? No. Uh, are there growing concerns? Have there always been concerns? Of course. Um, I tried to just separate the two because, you know, we were going through a CBA negotiation and Orlando. Um, those two got log jammed right at the end. But for me, I was – truly trying to keep them separate because they were two completely separate issues for me and they needed to be addressed individually. And then at the end, they kind of got logged in together, but I'm happy to be back. Do I wish it was under different circumstances? Of course, you know, I, I still think that there, there could have been an opportunity to play regional games. I understand the attraction from the league side to want to go down and, you know, with the ESPN partnership and develop future relationships for their TV deals. I understand all that. And, I understand we also have obligations as professional athletes to provide sports for, you know, in a society right now that just needs some form of positive outcome. So I see, I see all those variables, you know, and ultimately right now we're going, we're leaving in shortly. And now we just got to make sure we go down there and put on the best performance and represent the club. So, I mean, you mentioned obviously the CBA was, was an issue and that kind of, whether right or wrong, blended into this MLS's back tournament. Um, but, but I imagine, kind of like you mentioned, especially somebody who, who has a wife and, and two young children, like you have to also think about, okay, well, if I'm going to be gone for weeks on end, how is that going to impact my family? So I, I feel like that, not just for you, but other players, it has to sort of inherently impact what the negotiation process looked like in some way, right? Of course. You know, it's, it was an awkward position to be in because when you're, when you're doing these things, your focal point is soccer. 
Um, you know, but then when you're thrust into a situation that no one has any experience in, um, you don't know what the future outcomes of it are going to be. It, it's very difficult to try to make decisions that you're normally trying to make the best decisions for the future of our club, our players, our league. And then, oh, and then the <laughs> other side of it is, you know, for once you're also trying to make decisions that aren't about soccer, which is difficult. You know, you have to make decisions for our families and what's best for, you know, everyone else's families and other players. So it just becomes this awkward balance of how do we get the best result for everyone? Cause there, I, I'm sure you've read this and it's probably the only true thing out of all the media stuff that's come out of the uh, negotiations and the pandemic is just there, there was no positive or like good result for anyone. You know, the, both sides walked away probably unhappy, yeah. but ultimately we, we got to get back to some form of normalcy here. How, how difficult did that make it? Because there was so much leaking from the league side, it seemed, and like Don Garber even threatened, even threatened his million-dollar fine or whatever if people leaked information reportedly. But how difficult did that make the negotiation process? It didn't bother me. <laughs> I, I think it bothered them more than it did us. Um, there were times where it was, I want to say right at the end, I had probably had the information for maybe five minutes of our like next proposal. And I had not even read our proposal yet. And I read our entire proposal on Twitter. And I was like, <laughs> how is this possible? But I mean, good for the reporters that got that stuff or had those connections to get those things that quick. Yeah. But um, I think it just made it more, it made it more interesting, right? It was yeah. both sides kind of, knew what the other person's cards were before we even started playing. Yeah. Um, I don't, again, I don't, for me or from our side, I don't think it should have made anything difficult, but it was just kind of, it was just how it was. Cause listen, people were home, people were bored and people were getting information very quickly. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, so we had, we had Eric Dick on last week um, and he had nothing but good things to say about you. So I don't know what you're paying him to do that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, man, he said the the goalkeeper room is just a great group of guys and, and, and uh, thinks you're a great leader and everything. Uh, what, what's it like being the leader of those guys? I mean, I, I, what's that atmosphere like? Uh, it's different, right? Cause I, I, f I still feel like I'm young. I'm the oldest person on our team now. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love it. I, for me, I always try to do what the older veteran goalkeepers did with me. They were always very open and they were always willing to help me. Uh, they were always willing to be a friend. And I think that that's a relationship is important within goalkeepers because you spend so much time together. You know, you're, you're on your own little oasis on the field away from the rest of the team. And there's got to be that, you know, what I would classify it as like a competitive friendship. Um, you got to be able to have good days and bad days and not judge one another and understand everyone's growing and everyone wants to play and you got to support everyone. And ultimately decision comes down to the coach who's going to play. And then when that person's there, you got to support them. It's just kind of the mentality I've always had. And I've always been shown that when I've been fourth, third, second starter. So I hope that I do a good job as a starter the same way that people did for me. Goalkeeper is not a position that like, there's typically a lot of rotation, but for with something like MLS is back where the schedule could be relatively condensed or if the regular season 
picks up like the tentative plan is from my understanding after where there, there might be, you know, multiple midweek games and, and not a lot of time off. Um, do you see, I guess, not just at the goalkeeper position, but like feels like rotation and, and sort of just squad depth is going to become that much more important. I, th I think so. I mean, I want to play every game. There are guys are going to want to play every game. Uh, I think it's just going to be how it pans out. I, I don't see a huge – I could be wrong. I have no insight on this. I don't see a huge rotation in, you know, maximum seven games in 30 days or whatever yeah. it is. Um, maybe there is. I mean, as you guys know, they added the additional subs. Yeah. So that can – that could also <laughs> lead to more changes. But um, I think it's just going to be how the effects of, you know, us not having the longer hey, – one second, let me try to get him calm down. Oh, yeah, no sure. Can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, yeah. Yep, we got you. You know, talking about the uh, subs, I mean, it's not like yeah, Peter's yeah, going to use good. all those anyways, right? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to use them. Um, I think it's just going to be more of how people handle the load, right? We didn't have the normal buildup. We haven't had our normal training. So if guys can go out and perform and maintain their health, uh, maybe there's not a lot of changes. If we have a, you know, it ends up being these crazy hot games and guys are struggling and guys are cramping, then changes are going to have to be made. So I think it's just another thing is we're going to have to adapt within the scenario and see what happens. I, I highly doubt Peter is going to tell you yes, yes or no on what type of stuff he's going to be making early on, as you guys know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got a little more fun question here, man. What's uh, why do you give up your sporting game night championship spot? What's that about? <laughs> what? I didn't give it up. I thought I lost. What? I thought you won, didn't you? Uh, I don't know. There was, a, there was a questionable recount, and I didn't argue it. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> They okay. had to get the captain in there, huh? <laughs> he ended up uh, representing pretty well for, for the players, I know, though. I heard, I heard. There was apparently yeah. some rigged questions I heard as well. Yeah. Right. I didn't yeah, listen the to integrity. the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Benny, Benny's a pretty hilarious game show host. But, um, you know, Eric, one of the other things he mentioned last week was he talked about how much he likes playing kind of like practical jokes and, and pranking people. And he specifically mentioned pranking Johnny. Um, is there, is there anybody like that you either like to mess with or who likes messing with you or, or just kind of a fun person to joke around with? Um, I'm pretty laid back. I wouldn't say I like set up pranks and things like that, but I, I enjoy when guys are more laid back and lighthearted. Um, Johnny is, Johnny's a different level, man. Johnny will, <laughs> Johnny will get all over you. And it's, I love it. I love, and the way he handles some of the young kids is just hilarious, but I'm curious. I wonder what did Eric do to Johnny? I didn't know anything about that. He wouldn't we give didn't us get specifics. specifics. <laughs> we told him I don't, I have to I get don't him know. Back. I don't need to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> if I did. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said he. Uh, what do What do you do? He bought a couple air horns on Amazon so he could mess with the the Phoenix Rising people down there. Yeah. He'll would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Goes and wakes him up early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I know I've talked to you a few times after games in the locker room and you're always a very humble team first guy. Um, you've, you've been the number one keeper for Sporting KC for a number of years now, won, won um, some open cups and whatnot. You're starting to enter into that sort of, at least from a fan's perspective, Jimmy Nielsen, Tony Miola sort of level of goalkeeper. Um, is that I something- I thought you were gonna call me old. 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, we hope that you, <laughs> you are. Many, you already said that. <laughs> many years ahead of you. Um, but but what's it like, you know, obviously your your path to becoming Sporting KC's keeper wasn't the traditional one. Um, mm. What's it like to know that, you know, from, from the fans' perspective, you're being looked at on, on the same level as some of these legends of the club? And, and what does that do for sort of how you look at the rest of your career? I, it's very flattering to have that type of support. I think before I can kind of solidify myself within those those guys are legends within the club and they deserve to be before I can reach that status. I need to win, I need to win an MLS cup. Um, that's something that all those guys did. And I think to be into that legendary status within the club, you got to do that. So I still got to, still got a lot of work to do to get there, but uh, something that this club has done from when I played one game to when I played a hundred games that they've supported me through and through from the players, from the staff, from the fans. And it's something that I'm very appreciative and something that I hope I represent well and something that is very, you know, it means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure. And we, we, you know, you're not old by any means, Tim. We all know goalkeepers don't have age at all. Uh, that, that being said, do you like, do you have that number in the back of your head? Like what kind of age you'd want to be when you decide to hang up the gloves? I mean, uh, you can play till you're 50. I mean, people have, yeah. you know. 38. 38 is the number, huh? Yep. I want to be a starter until I'm 38, and then I want one year of transition. What do you think you might want to do after? Coaching or just kind of be a family man? Or I mean, if I could pick my career right away, I would transition to, like, a GM position. You know, I want to be involved in sports. Um, I think to – dive right into that position though you just need work experience and I'd probably venture out somewhere into the investment world with a corporation and then hopefully make my way back well you heard it here first uh we should have an MLS cup within the next four years then uh (laughs) hopefully hopefully sooner maybe we'll have a a Disney cup whatever you want to call it there you go MLS back is cup Gosh, change the name. <laughs> they're they're going to have to build a special, you know, they got that whole trophy case and in, in, it used to be called Pinnacle, you know, Compass Minerals Training Center now, but they're going to have to build a special That's MLS's right. back section for that, that cup because I don't think they plan for that. <laughs> I hope it's just a big Mickey Mouse glove with names written on it. <laughs> just two gloves. <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, obviously you guys are wanting to go down there and, and win this damn thing because you don't know if we're even going to get a full MLS season when this is done. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? We we have no guarantees that we're gonna play any more games beyond three right now. Right now we have three guaranteed games and even that is starting to, like you're starting to read all the rumors and people are starting to get scared to go down to Orlando as well. So right now we gotta make sure we get down there and like I said, just represent the club the best we can. And we have an opportunity to get a uh, CONCACAF bid that, that's huge that's something that I want to get back to I, I want another shot at that I mean obviously we stumbled off a big mountain with the last one and it's a, if I can get another opportunity because I don't think that those score lines resulted our deficiencies and competitiveness so I would love to be able to get back and get another shot at that as well you know what what obviously CCL didn't end how you guys wanted it to last year, but it started off very well, you know, playing some of the best soccer of the season against Toluca. Just that experience of, of being down in Mexico, playing in 
their own stadium and, and their own fans are, are screaming ole because they know this game's out of hand and, and, it, and it's because Sporting KC was so good. Where does something like that rank in, in sort of your career experiences? I mean, it was crazy because it was so early in the year and we played so well in that game. And granted, I think a, we played really well. You know, we also caught that team at really good timing, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> But for me, one of the even more interesting things is that was one of my old Chivas coaches that was wow. coaching at the time. So it was kind of interesting to see that come full circle. And I mean, if, I think if we'd have to be very lucky to get back into that position or I'd have to be very lucky, but I would love another crack at that tournament because I'm not, obviously no one's happy with the way it ended, but I just feel like we didn't, we didn't do ourselves any justice in that last round to show that we deserve to be there. And I would love another crack at it. Yeah, regardless, I know I know the fans were all real proud about it. I mean, Monterey came and spanked us, and I don't think anyone thought that was a representation of how things went, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, just a couple more questions for you, and then we'll, we'll let you go because I know you're, you're – Trying to be a dad I, at the I same apologize. time. My no, wife you're was good. supposed to be here, and then the cool, swim man. teacher switched up on us. Hey, it's we totally are not cool. professional podcasters, so <laughs> yes, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just life. It's totally cool. Um, you know, you, so you mentioned that you you know, even though you're not old, especially because you're not really much older than we are. Um, but what's it like when you when you have people who are 15 16 years old coming on to the team that, that you're playing on and you're you know more than twice their age just relating to them it's weird right because like you <laughs> said the age difference is so huge and they can try to talk to them and they're using a bunch of words you don't understand <laughs> um but to be honest yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the guys on our team are most of them are very mature for their age most, Most of them. them, not all of them. <laughs> um, I think a guy names. that I'm always, yeah, <laughs> a guy that I'm always super impressed with is Busio. Not just from his quality on the field, because that's you can everyone can see that, but him at him and Jalen actually, they're just so mature for their age. And I try to just imagine myself being in that situation at their age. Mm -hmm. I would be a nightmare. <laughs> I'd be like running all over the place, super excited all the time. They're just like so focused and so so concentrated on like making the next step in their career and they're just like sponges with everyone it's impressive I think that's just a testament to the to the academy process too I mean they clearly groomed them to be in this situation you know yeah very cool and it speaks also to just like the culture of the club which I think is a is a huge thing you know the, the culture presents the opportunity that they want to belong to and that's Absolutely. evident with how they behave Hey, so uh, Beasler was on the radio the other day, and he said uh, he, he mentioned that goalkeepers are the craziest people ever. And I don't think that's the first time <laughs> I've heard that. I mean, people just say, like, I've heard the word weird. I've heard just odd. And I'm like, Tim, are you weird, man? Like, what makes a goalkeeper crazy, right? <laughs> I think it's because we're not real soccer players, right? As much as we think we can be number 10, we, we can't run more than 100 yards at a time. Um, I mean, of course, I think I'm different than other soccer players. There's no debating that. I've met some really weird goalkeepers. And one of my favorite weird goalkeepers was on your podcast last episode. 
Yeah. But okay. I think it's All like right. I said, we, we think we're soccer players. We're separate from the team. So we get to be, get real weird over there. Well, we, yeah, we have seen you uh, throw your entire body in some terrible situations on the field. And I'm like, yo, he's nuts. He's absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Eric mentioned, you know, he, he thought that, you know, I guess uh, when they were playing against uh, Didier Drogba, like, I think he said his last goal that he scored in his career was against Eric. So he was like, oh, was it in the tournament at like the preseason tournament? It was, either the, I, I don't know if it was last year before they, they, uh, he retired officially, but he meant he might've been wrong. We haven't fact checked him. Eric might've been lying to us too, but as far as Eric's concerned, Didier Drogba's last career goal was scored on, on Eric Dick. So, um, there you go. <laughs> you know, obviously you've played against a number of, of, of great players. Um, Zlatan, you know, and, and others like, is it ever just like sort of an out of body experience when you're on the field? I know you're, you're in a, a competitive mindset, so maybe not, but when you're like, I'm going up against some of the best players that have ever played this game. Um, not really as I'm getting poked in the eye. Um, <laughs> on the, when you're on the field, you don't like, it doesn't even enter your mind other than like, both, like, especially when you're Drogba and Zlatan, the two guys that you mentioned, they hit such a heavier ball than you're used to. Yeah. So like you're like always trying to make sure you're like sat a little earlier, you're balanced a little quicker, but you're never like in awe on the field. But then like when you step back from it, you're like, oh wow, that was pretty cool. You know, these are guys you watched, you know, watching them playing Champions League, and all of a sudden you're playing against them. Yeah. For sure. Makes sense. Well, man, I don't. Uh, I got. I just one thing I got is uh, who who do we need to have on? Next, since we've established we're just a goalkeeper pod, I guess we gotta hit up Sanchez <laughs> now. But uh, or Pulse Camp, right? What, what do we? Yeah. Where do we go from here, man? How do we? How do we slide into Johnny's DMs, huh? Um, <laughs> I can give you. Yeah, I can give you both their numbers, and they would happily hop on here for you guys. Um, ask John about who's the weirdest guy on our team. See what he says. Okay. Um, right. what? What Sorry. What do you? Usually he's quiet when I stand up, but this is not case. <laughs> he wants us to ask him some questions. <laughs> but I can pass that information along to you guys. That's no problem. And both of them would hop on here. Cool. That is, is there any uh, any outfield player that you think we should target as well? Um, what are you guys looking for? Like content creators or just fun just man we just stories. like fun conversations stories will be great um i mean johnny's always good for a laugh if you can get him to open up <laughs> um, have to work roger is actually really good if you can get but you got to get him to open up because roger is like the most sociable like can be dropped anywhere and we'll walk out of there with 30 friends there you go okay um i would go with johnny roger or like a Busio. A Busio would be very calm and reserved. It'll be hard to open them up and get them talking a little bit. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. On it. Well, Tim, thank you so much for uh, for taking some time to talk to us. I know you're you're busy trying to to be a dad, so we appreciate you taking some time and um, good luck with uh, the tournament coming up. Hopefully, you guys can can make it there safely, stay safe, and and just have some fun playing soccer again. Nice. And if you want us to do anything while we're down in Orlando, don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome. I won't have, I won't have any kids with me that time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We might be in touch. Thanks man. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Take care. See you brother.
they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be hanging out with NBA players and they're gonna be like, yeah, we don't got time for you. Um, oh my gosh, they better not be. You better be quarantining <laughs> down there. But if nothing else, maybe we'll try to have you know him or or, or Kit Man, or people from the club on after the, after Orlando to get yes. these stories. But um, dude, and he mentioned like we should have Johnny Russell or Roger on here. I mean, I'm the guy, man. I guess I got some DMs to go slide into. Yeah, working. Is that working a sexy those, thing? Uh, should I not be saying that? I mean, I think it's you know typically speaking, yeah, it's like how you yeah. slid into those DMs. So, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do I mean, that. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna reach out in a professional capacity. Yes. To Johnny Russell. While sliding. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> While sliding. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, just again, thank you, Tim. You know, he he was great, and he and he's the he's best, doing dude. it while he's being a dad, and that's 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 awesome. So I I do not have the patience for it, man. Father's Day was just here, and all you dads out there, including my own, I'm just like, thanks for putting up with all all the kids, man. Because I just I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> you got the two dogs and that's enough yeah so, sometimes that is enough yeah i uh i obviously i don't have any kids either but you know i like playing with our little nieces and nephews they're all under four years old and that's fun but it's also nice to be able to be like okay play with them for a bit and then okay they don't go back to mom and dad so i and i don't have that brain like he must have the biggest brain to be like <laughs> doing stuff with his kid and continuing to have a very smart conversation right to excellent podcast host and <laughs> I, I was just like dude how do you how are you even listening to me like yeah. you're so awesome <laughs> yeah it's good at multi i mean think about all of the information he has to process as a goalkeeper though like in the moment on the field without even thinking about it like yeah you have a fraction of a fraction of a second to process i gotta go this way to reach up to this point to bounce the ball off but i have to make sure i do it at this angle because if i do it at that angle it's going to flop back to an opposing player who's going to you know, punch it back in, like all of the stuff that it, I mean, any soccer player, but like a goalkeeper has to process knowing that like, if I don't do my job, then the other team scores, like you have to be somebody who can just multitask and do a lot at the same time. So I, I played keeper for a couple games in Chicago. And I remember I was at the corner, I was at the, the post and a guy hit the ball at me and I got my hands on it, but it like bent my wrist back and the ball goes right in the goal. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? How does that That's happen? Why they punch it. And I, I know I should have punched it or something. And then I start thinking like, wow, can you imagine Zlatan Ibrahimovic blasting balls at Tim Melia? I mean, mm -hmm. the way he said the weight they put behind the ball, I'm just like, man, you ain't kidding. That's yeah. probably some hard shit. <laughs> yeah. But it was also kind of funny when he was like, soccer or goalkeepers aren't real soccer players. Like we can't even <laughs> run a hundred yards. <laughs> he doesn't want to run. Yeah. No. I, I know he's on talking to Bukati. Like, yeah, man, definitely weightlifting. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, you know, very cool. Shout out to Timelia. And uh, well, who thanks. knows what we're doing next week? We might have someone else. We're on a roll. <laughs> they're they're probably going to be traveling soon. So I would guess that you know once they travel, it's, it's going to take them a little bit of time to to get used to being in Orlando. So we we might have to give them a you know a week or so to get used to it. But um, who knows? Oh, you know, do they do they take off next week? It's got to be soon. I mean, it's this podcast comes out on. June 24th that's exactly two weeks until the first game's supposed to start for the tournament so hmm. I'm assuming that if it's not the end of this week it's early next week and that'll give them about a week or so to quarantine for however long they're supposed to for because once they get there I think they're supposed to wait a few days before they do it they get tested right away and then they're going to be I think isolated for a few days and until they get their test results back and then they'll uh, be training for a bit before the tournament starts 
That's crazy, man. That just feels, uh, I don't know. This whole thing is, is very scary. That's for sure. Yeah. But we just wish everybody going there, you know, good health and, and hopefully they can have some fun playing soccer, coaching soccer, working at these, these games with their league staff and, and everybody stays healthy and, and we get a little bit of normalcy back in the midst of all of the craziness in the world. So, yeah. That's about all I got this week, man. You got anything else for our listeners? Dude, not really. Um, I just, that was a lot of fun. That was, that was super awesome. cool. Yep. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow Tim, by the way, on Twitter at TimMelia28. Um, check him out there. Uh, I don't know that he's super duper active, but, you know, he, he puts some stuff up every once in a while. Um, hey, sorry, on the tournament for the MLS is back, it does say early July is when sporting is to depart for Orlando. Really? So we, okay. Uh, okay. Next week, I don't think they're leaving yet, but it, it does say early July. Okay. So, so they'll be a couple days away from leaving. So, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Dan doing live research on the pod. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at JC max zero three. Um, Apparently people in the club know who we are because Tim told us that and that's scary. So yeah. What's that about? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Uh, no. that, that can't be good. Right. Yeah. He was, I don't, I don't even remember if he said that while we were recording or before um, when he was like, Oh yeah. Probably before. I think it was before I, I we, we like to do a little uh, just like intro. And so I was like, you know, we're on zoom. So I'm like, you know, I'm Jimmy and, and he's Dan and he goes, Oh, I know who you are. And he goes, everybody knows who you are. Right? Like, oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> Is that good or bad? I'm trying to fly under the radar over here. <laughs> yeah. So when we have Peter Vermees on someday, and he just yells at us for an hour because of our podcast. Oh my god! I assume people <laughs> know you because you're in the locker room. But I'm like, you, so you you clearly know this podcast, okay? Yeah. So hey, I mean, we've had a few different club people on there, but makes me wonder how many players have listened to us, and they're like, oh, those idiots. Okay. Yeah, they're um, like, I, I want to be on there. I mean, look how serious <laughs> it is with Tim Melia and Eric Dick. That's a serious show. Right. So anyway, guys, uh, like I said, thank you guys for listening. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pod. Shoot us an email, pod at gmail.com. And uh, leave us that five-star rating and review. Uh, where else are you hearing from Tim Melia and Eric Dick in the midst of the quarantine right now? Not on other podcasts. So That's a five-star. That's a five-star lineup right there. That's worth yep. a review. Yep. So make sure you do that. And uh, don't forget to uh, check out Added Time uh, Apparel. So Outfitters. Out- outfitters. Wow. Sorry. There you go. Damn. That's why they're not paying go. us. <laughs> <laughs> added Time Outfitters. Um, promo code no other pod. So until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. And we will talk to you all later. See ya. Timmy, 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 He's coming for you Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.